do us a quick favor guys hit the follow subscribe button share this with someone who would benefit from it and help us grow as the more we grow the better the episodes we get thanks guys for helping us and let's get into the episode And he's here, he is here. Cristiano has entered the building. Welcome, wherever you are, to the Old Trafford Theatre. Welcome back to this episode of Skolta Podcast. Today we are going through Naval Ravikant, the four secrets to be great at anything. Now let's get straight into this episode. If you want to be the best in the world at anything, you cannot follow prescription. If you want to be okay at it, then sure, you can follow prescription. If you want to learn how to lose a pound a month and get in decent shape, then you can follow a calorie counting worksheet. But if you want to be a shredded bodybuilder or an Olympic athlete, you're not going to get there through how-tos. You're going to have to create and forge your own path that is unique to you. For mechanical things, how-tos work. But when you're trying to operate at the top of a field, or when you're trying to do something creative, how-tos don't work beyond the most extreme basics. I can't watch Roger Federer play tennis and swing the racket the same way, nor will any description from him on how to swing the racket get me to swing it the right way. Then we go to intellectual efforts. We start asking Warren Buffett why he invests in the company, and there he can try and create a mental construct as to how he thinks and how he invests in the company. But there are just as many details to Warren Buffett's activities when he decides what to invest in and how he lives his life and how he thinks, as there are to Roger Federer's body running around a tennis court hitting a ball. The details are not transmissible. They're not copyable. You can be inspired to try it yourself, but without that sincerity, that obsession, you won't get there. One of my other related tweets is, the only true test of intelligence is if you get what you want out of life. And this one triggered a lot of people, which I love the tweets that I trigger a lot of people, but they're undeniably true, which is intelligence is like this abstract concept that we talk about. But the, the real measure is, did, did you get what you want out of life? And there's a two parts in there. It's not just one part. One part, of course, is were you able to hack reality to get what you wanted? But the more important part is, were you smart enough to figure out what to want in the first place? And that means there are many booby prizes that simply aren't worth having. I think he makes a good point here because this is exactly what my point is about passion, right? You, it's so transferable that you don't, you don't come out of the womb knowing what your one and only true calling or passion is. It's just transferable. You don't necessarily just know what you're going to do so you have to be smart enough to actually find what that is and then there are others that are out of your reach it's ludicrous for me to desire wings or even to travel into a rocket in a, into outer space because it's either low roi effort or it's unachievable for me so what i want to do is to figure out what it is that is worth wanting and remember not wanting something is as good as having it so if you can not want in the first place that's even better but the test of intelligence here is getting what you want out of life but also knowing what to want reality is perfectly neutral it's just a bunch of stuff happening it's like it's like imagine imagine for a moment you didn't exist and you were just watching everything around you as a movie but you didn't exist. You were just an observer, and you were, but you were watching your friends and family and your coworkers go to this movie. You wouldn't care about anything. This is all just lights and sounds and colors. Interpretation and meaning is, a, is assigned by the observer. It's not inherent in the medium. So 
uh, it's up to you to make things exciting. I originally did not find life exciting. That was my fault because I had a bad philosophy about life. And then over time, I realized, actually, I only have this one life. So I got to find meaning in it. I got to find excitement. In it. Otherwise, I'm just going to go through a miserable life. And then as I started accepting that, I also started noticing, thanks to meditation and, and other you know, learnings, the inherent beauty in everything. You can watch a smoke trail come out of a, a cup of tea and or you can watch dust, you know, dust particles dancing in a sunbeam. And it's as beautiful as anything humans have ever designed. You've just lost track of it. You can ponder, you know, the vastness of the universe or the minute microbial, you know, gut bacteria that live inside of you in their own little civilization. And it's just completely fascinating. It's just we've blocked all these things out. We've lost all this perspective. Um, so, I mean, it's your choice whether to be optimistic or pessimistic. It's your choice whether to be grateful or resentful. Uh, it's your choice whether to be truthful or dishonest. It's your choice how you want to live your life. And at some point, you just decide. Like uh, one of my friends, uh, Charlie Knowles, he had this great tweet where he said, at the end of the day, uh, you have to believe that either everything is a miracle or nothing is. And that's your choice. Like, And I choose to believe everything is miraculous. Not necessarily in the sense that there's some white bearded dude in the sky who made everything up but it is pretty freaking amazing isn't it when you when you kind of contemplate how big the universe is how unlikely you are how complex of a machine you are how many things that you have around you and inside you that you just take for granted it's mind-blowing beyond comprehension not all of human civilization sitting down with pencil and paper couldn't redesign even one tree or one person so we're, all, we're already blessed with so much. It's just we lose perspective. And I think most of that loss of perspective comes from being over-socialized. Because then I you totally crave agree. stupid things like Lamborghinis and fame. Every exceptional person is built in solitude because society is over-socialized. Uh, we're just too, there's too many voices in our head from TVs, from social media, from the clubhouse here, from me talking to you. There's just too much noise. Even all the stuff that I'm saying to you is noise because you're going to go back and you're going to be like, man, that guy had 20 great ideas. How do I become like him? And that's completely the wrong answer. You're never going to be me. But you can be an amazing version of you. You can be the best you that the world can possibly have ever seen. And the way to do that is to spend time by yourself. It's to only like, like to really just embrace who you are 100%. Like, and I don't mean this in some cheesy, like, oh, you know, you go girl, you're so powerful, blah, blah, blah. I don't mean it that way. I mean it in the sense that you have to love yourself because you are correct. You are right. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. There is not a hair on your head that is out of place. You are never going to be as beautiful as you are now. You are, you have everything you need to succeed. It's just you need to fully accept yourself and you just need to go for whatever it is that you want. And you're not going to figure that out until you become comfortable spending time with just yourself. So whatever that takes, whether it's journaling, whether it's meditation, whether it's long walks, self-isolation, I don't think anyone is possible of greatness without solitude. And conversely, I would say with solitude, it's impossible for you to fail. I completely agree. Solitude is very important, and not to go too deep into it, but there will be an episode about this quite soon.
Now let me leave you with some reflections and related quotes. Move beyond prescriptions. Navarro Vicant also said, escape competition through authenticity. No one can compete with you on being you. Most of life is a search for who and what needs you the most. Find your why. I think the most important thing is to have a strong why for whatever it is that you do, because it will get you through the most difficult hardships. As Nietzsche said, he who has a why to live for can bear almost anyhow. So if you get through the ups and downs of the journey, you will persevere and ultimately be able to benefit from the compounding nature of whatever it is that you do. Mark Manson boils it down to one sentence. What pain do you want in your life? What are you willing to struggle for? Build yourself in solitude. Navarro Vicant tweeted, The modern struggle. Lone individuals summoning inhuman willpower. Fasting, meditating, and exercising. Up against armies of scientists and statisticians, weaponizing abundant food, screens, and medicine. Into junk food, clickbait news, infinite porn, endless games, and addictive drugs. On a similar note, Nietzsche wrote, The individual has always had to struggle to keep from being overwhelmed by the tribe. If you try it, you will be lonely often, and sometimes frightened. But no price is too high to pay for the privilege of owning yourself. Thank you for watching, and if you like the ideas on this video, I think you will love my anti-newsletter. Every Friday, I send out a timeless nugget from an influential doer in their own words with also a drawing to make the nugget more clear and memorable. I exclusively focus on timelessness because, according to Nassim Taleb's Lindy Effect, the longer an idea has been relevant, the longer it will still be relevant. And I only pick the nuggets from influential doers simply because, in words of Steve Jobs, the doers are the major thinkers. If you would like to get all this every Friday, just click the link on the right side of the screen to sign up for free. You can also find it in the video description below. Yeah, uh, I do agree. And to summarize, so you have moved beyond prescriptions. Get what you want out of life. Find your why. Now, you know, if you've been listening to a few of these episodes before, I don't have a clear stance on finding your why. I need to articulate my thoughts a little bit more to properly say my opinion on it. But the last one is build yourself in solitude. And these are four principles. So move beyond prescriptions. Get what you want out of life. First of all, it's not going to be easy to find what you want out of life. As I said, you don't wake up knowing. You don't wake up about to invent something that's going to change your life and the way that you see it. That's just not how it works, right? So you have to find what you want to get out of life. Finding your why and then building yourself in solitude. I don't know too much about Naval Ravikant, but seems very wise. And I like that there's four principles and it's quite, quite clear, but just like most things, it's going to be difficult to truly execute, but I hope you enjoyed this one. Hopefully you got something out of it. And I will catch you in tomorrow's episode.